you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Talks Aruture. This is episode 47. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we believe the mind is the engine room of your life. Episode 47 is, Are You Too Busy? How Excessive Activity Can Derail Your Future. It has been a long, long time. (laughs) It's been a while. I have missed you. I've missed recording this podcast. I've missed updating you with the lessons I'm learning, the goings on in my life. And I do apologize because I dropped off without warning. It wasn't planned. And I will explain as best as I can what led to me suddenly disappearing and having to take a self-imposed sabbatical. But I trust you've been well. I know that many of you have been listening to old episodes I'm able to tell because I can see behind the scenes. Some of you have referred back to me and come back to me with a previous episode. And so I thank you that you didn't give up completely on this podcast. So how have you been? What has been going on? What have I missed? If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm thrilled that you've joined me. And I hope that you will make living inside out, not just your podcast home, but also your lifestyle, because your inside is superior to your outside, hence the name. (laughs) I believe we were created to fulfill a very specific purpose on earth, and you will not be fully satisfied until you're leaving out that purpose, and you have everything, everything that you need to fulfill it. It's inside of you, You've got gifts, you have precious gems, you have abilities, you've got desires. All of that is buried inside you. And some of those gems over time have most likely become wrapped up with trauma and doubt and all kinds of stuff, layers of insecurity, self-consciousness. And it's my deepest desire that Through this podcast, you will identify and remove those limiting beliefs which have held you back. Many of my experiences come from running my business. I'm a nursery interior designer and the founder of a luxury baby furniture brand in London. I started my business with £75, my faith and a willingness to change my mindset. And that came when I discovered that I had some issues. I had some beliefs that were stopping me from doing what I knew I should do. So I got into the whole practice of introspection and observation and God just began to show me mindsets and habitual ways of thinking that were holding me back. And you see, it's a journey, you know, I don't think we'll ever get to the point of arriving as it relates to mindsets because we are complex. Human beings are way too complex to put in a box. 
Do you hear me? You, Mr. Madame, are way too complex. Before we dive in, I have left some links in the show notes about a couple of articles that I've been featured in. One of them is The Flock magazine, where I was asked 20 questions. And question number, I think it was 18 or 17 was, (laughs) what was my most embarrassing moment? And I'll give you a snippet. I walked in on a naked man, a stark naked man, not a stitch of clothing in place. He was my uncle (laughs) and not that much older than me either. And I was 17. It was his birthday. I bought him a birthday card. I was leaving with a family at the time and knocked on the door and I'm so sure I heard him say, come in. And so I walk in. Now, I had just come from outside. It was winter. My glasses were steamed up because I'd walked from the freezing cold into the warm house and there was steam all over my glasses so I couldn't see. So I knock on the door. I hear come in. I walk in and um, just about started walking towards him to give him his card, to hand him his birthday card. See, but by the time I realized that this guy was naked and he was scrambling for a towel, I was too far gone (laughs) to turn back. And I thought, I'm going to have to stick with this and act like I see naked men regularly. I'd never seen a man naked before, not a grown man in my life at that point. And so, yeah, that's what I did. And I said, happy birthday. And I put the card on the bed and I walked right back out as though it was normal. And I nearly killed myself, but I didn't. I'm here. (laughs) So that's a snippet. So head to the Flock magazine and or click the link in the show notes and you can read the full article very generous of them to feature me and i really do appreciate it and the second feature my amazing team at the baby cut shop have interviewed me along with three other entrepreneurial mums because it is entrepreneurs month people (laughs) and the topic that we covered in the interview is on manifestation Now, every so often, the world gives us this word which has this very powerful meaning. It kind of cuts through all beliefs and religions and it becomes the buzzword and everyone's saying it and they all sound, everyone sounds so cool. Manifestation is one I've just started seeing recently, but you best believe it's not, there's nothing new about it. It really is just faith. It's just imagining something in your mind and creating the physical version of it. That's what manifestation is. And it's been there from the beginning of time. And so this is really the practice of creating what you've imagined. And often people would use it for creating their future, their business goals, their life goals, and what have you. And it features stuff like making a vision board, which was my own suggestion. If you've ever Listen to this podcast before you'd heard me make several references to vision boards. Some people mentioned affirmations and what have you. And so it's quite interesting. And that can be found at blog.thebabycutshop.com, depending on when you're listening to this, because our website is being changed at the moment. So 
Well, I think we will redirect the URL, so it'll be fine. Anyway, it's the Baby Culture blog, and it's quite an interesting read. If you are a regular listener, thank you for trusting me and coming back. I really hope you've missed me, because I have. I really have. The reality of what happened was that I slowly but steadily piled on an excessive amount of activities on my plate without making room for it. Episode 22 is titled Making Room for Growth and I will go back to listen when I'm done recording this and I recommend you do the same too. And ooh, ooh, (laughs) I have an announcement to make but I'm going to wait until the end of this episode so stay tuned for this So while I made room for growth, I did not create the time for it, and I learned a number of lessons from being too busy, which I'm excited to share with you today. Number one, create margins. We had been planning a day of filming at the Baby Cut Shop, two days of filming actually. It's a major, major investment for us, and it required many moving parts and many people for it to come together. So we'd been working towards it for months. We planned outfits, we planned content, and we just did so much. And everyone's been excited about it in my company. And at the same time, we were working on a major design project. I suffered. (laughs) That was not for the faint-hearted and certainly not for me. I'm not doing that again. Talk about cramming a lot into a small space. So the day of filming came and I was supposed to tell my story, my own story that I have told possibly hundreds of times. Well, guess what? I couldn't. I was all over the place. I messed up my timelines. I confused one event with the other. I forgot important chunks of my own story. And I was just a mess. The next day, I took to my journal to unwrap what went wrong. And this is what I discovered. I had no margins. Everything of value has got a margin around it. It's the only way you can tell it apart from everything else. Years ago, I moved from using the iPhone to Samsung. And yes, I humbly acknowledge the collective sigh I can hear right now. I just heard someone scream, sacrilege. (laughs) So I moved over because Apple were being rather stingy with their space and there were business apps I couldn't run. Very simple apps, you know. And you guys know that I breathe writing. Well, I had over 800 notes that were saved in the iPhone built-in app. And I couldn't transfer the iNotes or whatever they're called to my Samsung. Couldn't transfer it to Google, couldn't do anything about it because it was designed for Apple products only. The only way they said was copy and paste. And yes, they ignored 800. 800, yeah, they they chose not to hear me. But anyway, I found a software that claimed they could do the transfer for £40. I paid and yes, they transferred all my notes to Google Docs, but the words were all joined up. There were no spaces between each word. Eventually, they were able to separate the words, but they couldn't put them in paragraphs. 
and I still have the notes saved, but I've not been able to go back to them or use them, and it's been years. The lack of margins around a word or a sentence leaves you no room to interpret what you're reading. The space between words gives you room to recognize. The space between a sentence gives you the space to understand. So my life had reached a point where one day ran smoothly into the other without any gaps in between. There was no time to recognize what I should be doing and there was no room to understand or interpret why I was making the decisions I was taking. I believe I overdid it on creating a routine because I believe routines are one of the supporting cast members to my future. Not everyone needs to have a routine or needs to create a routine because they're naturally organized, but routines are a must for me and it doesn't come naturally to me either. So I have to make an effort to put routines in place. People like us, you know, (laughs) creatives, don't naturally gravitate towards order. And we like to be free-spirited and do what we want, when we want it, where we want it. So I created some routines and some schedules, and I did not add any gaps in between activities because on paper, it's easy to plan, but the reality is often different, isn't it? And the gaps also are there to help you transition from one activity to the next. You know, you need to switch off at the end of one and prepare to get into the other mentally. If you have no margins, your energy will not be distributed evenly. You will use excessive energy for small things and be left with insufficient strength for the large things. One tip to create more margin in your life is to build in gaps into your routine. Many entrepreneurs believe every minute should be spent being productive. Okay, I assume that many do. I know that I do. And if you use a planner or a calendar, don't say, you know, well, I've got something that finishes at 1.45 and I've got 15 minutes till my next appointment and I'm going to fill the 15 minutes with a 15-minute task. Don't accept the suggestion to plug in the times between tasks with even more work. I've had to tell my staff that Fridays are a no-no for appointments. Under no circumstance will I go into work on a Friday or accept an appointment on a Friday, except there literally is no way else around it. Because I was always working. And then I had to tell my mind to stop trying to fill my Friday with stuff. My second lesson is embrace the need to declutter. Clutter is defined as an untidy collection of things. So it doesn't say an untidy collection of rubbish. It says an untidy collection of things because some of those things will be useful and others not so much. I recently hired an executive assistant who's also my stylist and she came to clean out my wardrobe and asked me to guess how many camisoles I owned. Five, I asked. Six, I said confidently. Well, try 18, she said. I didn't believe her. We went and counted it 
and yes, I had 18 camisoles, all different colors, multiple white camisoles, multiple black, some green, some red, literally 18 camisoles. The same thing with scarves. I don't remember how many there were, but there were many and they were so pretty. Some of them have never been used. And she said to me, but you don't need them all. You can't wear them all. And that was what I was, I realized I was struggling with was these are good quality camisoles. There's nothing wrong with them. These are great looking scarves. They're pretty. If I saw them in the market today, I'll buy them again. But she said, you don't need that many. And so that helped me to see things differently. Just because something is useful and in good condition does not mean you should hold on to it. Growing up, I only recall my mom getting rid of clothes that we had outgrown or they were torn. And in some cases, I just refused to, to wear them because I hated them. I was a tomboy and I didn't like dresses growing up. And that's the only time I recall clothes being gotten rid of. I don't recall my mom saying, oh, there are too many clothes in this wardrobe. Let's get rid of some of them for the sake of making space. And so it's never really made sense to me to get rid of good and beautiful things when it's still very useful. Clutter in the mind is exactly the same thing. There are conversations that we hold that we don't have to be a part of. There's information that comes to us that we really don't need. Do you need to know about that celebrity that's gone on yet another rant? You have to become intentional about the conversations you choose to be a part of, about the information that comes to you that you receive and discuss. I have had to do the same. And whenever I stray onto some gist that has no business coming towards me, I ask out loud, Tooks, what does Pierce Brosnan's wife have to do with you? And I move away. Or what's your business with a mouse that's chasing a cat? Will it help you with next year's sales figures? Reading about how to deal with trauma is good information, but is it useful to you? And is it useful to you now? Reading about the statistics of, I don't know, how many people lost their homes last year. Nice information to have but is it useful to, to you is it something that's needed and here's why you should be intentional about what you feed your mind with everything that exists in our world began as a single thought and your thoughts are formed in your mind and you go on to act on what you think and so the results that you produce or the lifestyle that you have today is birthed out of whatever you consume. Last week, my son told me something an old friend said to him, and it annoyed me. To say it more accurately, it pissed me off. It was too far gone to pull up the person involved, and besides, I don't consider the individual as a friend of mine enough to converse with them about it. But I spent two or three hours on the matter, talking about it to my husband and my friend. 
thinking about it, praying against the anger that I was feeling, making resolutions to only be a light and therefore if I saw this person again I would be nice and so on and way too much time was spent on something that actually had no substance. It took up space. Who knows what brilliant ideas I could have come up with in that space of time. It is important to forgive small offenses because it can grow and grow and take up space and take up time. Even if you have no intention of doing anything about it and you just want to rant, you can go ahead and rant and let it go. But the longer a small offense remains in your mind, the more space it takes up, creating clutter and makes it difficult for you to create new things. It is so important to declutter your mind by making time for it to come up with its own solutions and ideas or just to dream and imagine. The mind is the engine room of your life and you must take care of it. If you suddenly start getting tired without warning, you'd go to the doctor or you'd rest or you'd take iron tablets. When I feel the slightest scratchiness in my throat, I pile on vitamin C and zinc. I chew raw ginger like my life depends on it. I go to sleep. I drink tons of water because I don't want it to escalate into a cold or a flu. And it always works. Well, most of the time it works. But we, and I'm sure that when you come across something on your body, either on the outside or you feel weird on the inside, you pay attention to it. In the same way, you need to give attention to your mind. There's a lot of talk, obviously, in our time about mental health and so on. And mental health is one thing, but daily maintenance of your mind is so essential. Clutter does not only refer to your mind, of course, but to your physical environment. Just like my camisoles, are there things that you have around you that serve no purpose? Decor should inspire and make you feel good and not simply occupy space because you have the room to display. And my third and final lesson is the necessity of creating and keeping your eyes on your vision. As a company, we're currently preparing for next year, 2022. We had some pretty audacious goals for this year, which were only set in place in July of this year because of the lockdown and so on. And some of them we achieved and others we haven't. We're in November at the time of recording this. But I'm sure you will agree that things can only have a chance of getting done if we plan for it. So I was in conversation with a consultant that I use to help steer my business. And I told her that I needed her help with creating a marketing plan for next year. And she responded by telling me to describe what I wanted for 2022, what I wanted it to look like for me. And describe what I wanted to do and what I no longer wanted to carry out. It was a refreshing, albeit simple, exercise putting pen to paper because prior to our conversation, my focus was on doing. I think that society conditions us to want to do in order to see results. 
it's not just society actually it's our nature as humans because the mind is not designed to hold plans it is designed to pass them to the body so that it can be carried out and there is only so much stuff that your mind can hold before you need to start acting it out have you noticed that when something bothers us the first thing we ask is what can we do to fix it Rarely do we react by going into a place of stillness, unless you're being intentional about it. But naturally, we just gravitate towards activity. So when it came to thinking about 2022, I thought, what do we need to do to hit ourselves figures? But as I wrote out what I wanted my life to look like, I realized that It was what I'd always wanted and it caused me to focus on the big picture and make decisions to ensure that that picture is manifested as opposed to being bogged down by activity every single day. A story comes to mind which I may have shared before. A group of children stood around watching this man hammer at a large rock and he walked relentlessly on it for days. And they would come and gather and they'd watch this man with curiosity. Eventually, one of them asked, what is that? And he replied, it's an elephant. And they were like, no, that's a rock. (laughs) And he said, no, this is an elephant. I'm only removing the parts of it that are not the elephant. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Today, your life may be full to overflowing with stuff, some good and useful, others good but not needed. I want to encourage you to write or draw or vision board the picture of the life that you desire and then remove anything that isn't in that picture. Running a business for 15 years has taught me that business is not the same as being productive. I used to struggle with distinguishing between urgent tasks and important tasks. When the productivity experts tell us to prioritize, it always irritated me because everything in my mind was a priority. But really, everything is not a priority. We tend to treat the urgent as though it is the most important And urgent just means pressing, and that's often associated with emotions. The more important is like that large jewelry that's still covered in dirt, so it looks like an ordinary rock, while the urgent is the large, polished, ready-to-wear item, which in reality is only an imitation. Don't let the urgent take the place of the important in your life. Okay? I hope that this episode will cause you to reevaluate things in your life, especially as we're winding down and coming to the end of this year. The lockdown and the pandemic season caused many people to rethink how they want to live their lives. And many employers today, me included, are struggling to find uh, staff because a lot of people have made the decision I'd rather work from home, I'd rather be at home, I'd rather not work, whatever it is. But it's important that you take the time to remove the excessive 
activity and excessive stuff that's in your space because your brain needs space to breathe and it needs space to bounce ideas around. Picture the cells in your brain bouncing against each other. That's how ideas work. And if you don't declutter your life, if you don't reduce the amount of busyness or get less busy and become more productive, you would be like a hamster on a wheel, just going round and round and round and round. And at the end of each day, you'll feel tired and you'll feel, I've done so much. I ticked off all of this stuff off my list. But did it move you forward? Did you produce anything? That's today's episode for you. I want to know your thoughts on it. But before you go, I mentioned I had a big announcement. Well, I want you to save the date for the 3rd of December. (laughs) Because I will be starting my YouTube channel. Yay! (laughs) I decided on that because I've always wanted a better way to communicate and to be more interactive. So with YouTube, we can have live sessions, we can have interviews, you get to see my face. And I don't know if they do joint live sessions where we can kind of see each other and chat together, but I am super excited. I have a great talent working with me to make it happen and I can't wait to get it all started. So let's stay connected on social, which is my first and last name, Talks Arotere. My Facebook page is actually now called Leaving Inside Out with Talks. And you can also connect with me via my website, which is talksarotere.com. So you'll be the first to know when the first episode goes live. And I'm making room for it as we speak. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. You go on and have a beautiful day and I'll be back next week.